Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So I suppose, Ruth, you're what used to be called D-Mob Happy. Do you, are you familiar D-Mob with D-Mob Happy. Are you familiar with the expression D-Mob? Um, You'll have to get a little bit closer. Sorry, yeah. I'm D-Mob Happy. Do you know what it means, D-Mob no, Happy? No, not quite. Well, it goes back to wartime. And when troops had done their service and they were demobilised, so they handed in their uniforms, got back their civilian clothes, they were demob happy. I am wearing my civilian clothes rather than my uniform today. I know, but the thing is, you've just finished exams. Well, yeah, not real exams, mock exams. Mock exams, yeah. yeah. So I've had three two-and-a-half-hour exams. And they're all over, and now you're starting the weekend, really. The weekend starts here. The weekend starts here, the weekends come early. It's very rare that we get a joke from one of our customers that we can use. Peter Hassett sends me a lot of unsuitable jokes on uh, email, but I can use them in other circumstances. But he has sent one that's uh, rather suitable for checking levels. A little boy heard a knock at the door and opened it. He shouted back to his dad, 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 there's a man at the door with a bill. And his dad said, don't be silly, it must be a duck with a hat on. <laughs> That's what you call old school. Old school. Do you want a slightly, um, a slightly newer joke? This is one from uh, a guy called Matt Reese. He said, I'm no good at talking to women. I just can't talk to women. I'm 28. And recently my grandmother and I had the are you gay conversation turns out she isn't <laughs> all right it's okay well, it's good enough is it good enough yeah. for testing it's good enough for levels yeah you shouldn't see you shouldn't say we're testing levels now we're just we are testing levels but you shouldn't say it and then it should just be like it's casual and oh we've just we're just listening in on someone's conversation you shouldn't be say right so we're testing levels now with this joke there you are and i thought i was a professional So these exams that have just finished, I know I was uh, helping you out with some of your Russian uh, studies. My Russian history, yeah. Russian history. So we know about the Tsarist era, where everything was pretty bad for the, you know, for the serfs and the peasants. Then in came the communists. See, you've got the great advantage that I didn't know, because I didn't study Russian history at school. So but mm. when I was your age, I was still a communist. But you've seen... Uh, from your studies of history... Not many people are communists now anyway. They're no, like, seriously. Say, no, Do you know what I mean? Like, people in your day, when the the Iron Curtain fell yet? No, the Iron Curtain no, like was when it was still firmly in place. People didn't know what had happened mm. under Stalin especially. People would still be, like, communists and stuff. But they people are not really like that now. Just because we know what... I think, yeah. ...that Stalin massacred 
well a lot of people but as we were doing the revision card so dad was like, asking me questions whatever how many times did you compare stalin to jeremy corbyn <laughs> well i mean obviously corbyn's a probably a perfectly okay guy which stalin obviously clearly wasn't there was an element of the psychopath in stalin which probably isn't there in jeremy corbyn but what i'm saying is when you when we were going through the revision you know going back to say 1900 1905 1906 all that before when they were when they were organising it and what happened in terms of the organisation of social Stalin had nothing to do with it in 1905 you've clearly no, not no, been he, paying attention to my revision no I know he didn't what I'm saying is the comparisons with Jeremy Corbyn were comparisons with what's happening within sort of little Labour Party yeah. groups you mean like the, the split of the social democrats Democrats into the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks and stuff yeah, yeah. it was all the splits you know they're Leninist Marxist oh no I'm a Trotskyist yeah. you know a bit like in the Monty Python film, which I know Monty Python references aren't your. I don't like Monty Python. I don't find it very funny. Oh, you've not really watched much of it because I don't find it very funny. On what are you basing that? The bits that I've seen. Yeah, well, some of the bits of the TV show. I mean, the TV show was very, very variable. It was very patchy. Great in the day because there was nothing like it. But you should see Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That is the height of what they did. Maybe we'll Maybe see. Maybe you've seen. You've probably seen little bits of Life of Brian. Have you? No, I don't think that, so. Uh, it wasn't as good as the Holy Grail. So, so you should. But the Monty Python in uh, well, actually, in Life of Brian, they did a great thing about splitting the Judean Popular People's Front. I thought we could talk a bit about Manchester Pride event. Oh, yeah. So Pride... I don't know how long Pride's been going for. Maybe... 20 years, I'm 25 guessing. years or something Maybe like that. Something like I that. think, yeah. Anyway... They had carna- carnival in Brazil. It's been out for years and years. And it was sort of like... It's not the same thing at all, though. No, no. But, well, this is the idea. So it's like kind of what is Pride now? Because it used to be a protest and it was people marching about the rights of LGBT people. Um, and now well, it wasn't initially. It was just gay people. It wasn't anything to do with LGBT. But LGBT hadn't been invented when no, no, no. started. So it was it was just gay people and lesbians as well. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just lesbians and gay people. That was before we had such a spectrum of different sexualities, and when people thought that sexuality was more rigidly set. But that was anyway. That's not what we're getting into. So Manchester Pride this year has um, have have got Ariana Grande to sing at the Pride mm. Pride Live, it's called, the Pride event or whatever. And tickets have been priced at £70, which is obviously absolutely ridiculous because it's meant to be a Pride event. It's based on a protest and it's based on... No, but if you went to see Ariana Grande in concert... No, 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 but it, it shouldn't... Pounds, it? But the idea that Pride shouldn't be about that, it shouldn't even really be a paying event, it should be free. Like, Britney Spears is headlining Brighton Pride and that's free. Um, also, Ariana, a lot. She's had a lot of backlash about it because Ariana Grande is not LGBT, um, and she. It's kind of a lot well, of people no, are saying Britney, that it's Britney Spears, no, she? but at least it's free for Britney Spears. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's less. Well, and I think Pride no, itself, Pride itself, has been a commercial event for yeah, years. But you know, it has been, and, yeah, yeah and it has been commercial. Like but people have really kicked off about it this year to do mm-hmm. with this, the Manchester one because of the like extortionate prices of the tickets. It's not just sponsors and so someone tweeted f manchester pride at this point and everyone going people in the lgbt community shouldn't have to have disposable income to attend a protest for their rights it's disgusting exploitation of lgbt people um and then 
and after all this backlash ariana grande said she wanted to said that she was like grateful and excited about the opportunity and blah 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 but still it is really i think it's really not on i think there's a certain amount of no but i think there's a certain amount of commercialization that has already happened but i think that this manchester one has taken it almost too far so it's LGBT been a long time since, part, since pride was any t- t- sort of a protest i mean it's a parade no not, par- no, not protest i think it was a protest at one point yeah but it then it's coming to a pride parade to show pride and solidarity with people and a place where you can be very open about sexuality when you might not always be able to be. Hmm. But it's, it's not just a protest, become, is it? It's, it's just... It's, no, it's not a protest it's anymore. No more of a, it's a parade now, hmm. but it's still a parade. You shouldn't still shouldn't have to pay 70... Like, 70 pounds, that's ridiculous. A lot of people won't have 70 pounds, and that doesn't make them not LGBT anymore. No, but, I mean, I presume you don't have to... You can... I assume that the... I, I think most of it is this... Pride Live bit there. No, that sounds to me like nonsense. It sounds to me like just people are kicking off just for the sake of kicking off, to be Really? Honest. I yes, don't think so. it sounds so. like typical Twitter to me, that. I mean, if you want to go and see Ariana Grande, fine, 70 quid's about what it costs these days. I think it's too much to go and see Ariana Grande, but, but that's and what it costs. then on the other hand, do you think that it's okay that Ariana Grande, who is straight... Is headlining it? Yeah. Should, don't you think it should be an LGBT person? Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't see that at all. I don't see that. No, at but all. I'm just saying, if it's going to be a pride event about being proud hmm. to be LGBT, don't you think that it would send a better message if you had someone who was no. LGBT performing? I do think there is an ex- exploitation of pride by cap- like capitalist companies and big corporations. I think that there's a real thing now and it was making me think of this of like capitalist companies and big corporations trying to act like they're your friends if you've seen the um oh, yes, the bank the, the bank i can't remember what bank it is it, um, a, well, all of ha- them. Halif- halifax or natwest or <laughs> no a big bank hsbc maybe and they've got these posters and they've got them up for all the different cities but the ones in leeds it's like we are leeds we are That's salt HSBC, of the earth yeah. and cotton town and it's like stop trying to be my friend you're not my friend you're a bank Mm. and i really really hate it and i don't like the idea that corporation like coca-cola would latch onto it and then i saw this girl's this so this is kind of me ranting about this is you yes how how awful like Mm. the big corporations are and stuff but i think it that events like pride really show how what? how messed up the world is like that what do you think about actual products trying to be your friend if you buy a couple of avocados from marks and spencers it says keep me in the fridge oh like do, yeah yeah, the, yeah. The, um, what's it called the um animatization or something what's it what's the oh, world God. Um, you know what i'm on about the anim- animation exactly. of it um it's a, with animals you call it anthropomorphism yeah anthropomorphism it, but, but it's, it's not that not that with um, uh, with, with products with in anthropomorphism or something? Oh, I don't know. Anyway. I have no idea. Um, but whatever but it is, does that no, annoy you? Or do that you doesn't annoy that? me. What does annoy me is loyalty cards. I don't have any loyalty cards anymore because I saw this girl's and she did like a video essay about it and she was talking about loyalty cards and you can't a com- you can't be loyal to a company you shouldn't want to be loyal to a company a company can't be loyal to you because loyalty is something that is between two people and the and then she went on to speak about it and how it encourages people to spend money and stuff which well, is something i already knew and how but I suppose in the, boots it's like a penny is like one point is a penny so like 40 points you're like oh i've got 40 points but it's actually only 40p and stuff but what she and i was like well that i already knew i don't care but what she said that was more 
like hit home was the idea that companies were trying to be people that you could feel things for Mm. and like you shouldn't feel things for companies you should just they are companies and they're not your friends and you can't be loyal to them and you shouldn't have to be no i mean i think loyalty cards i quite agree with you having said that if i ever remember to Mm. hand my cafe nero card over in cafe nero i mean mostly i don't but if i if i remember i always get a little stamp on it a little bit of buzz of enjoying it when you get your free coffee that's the thing like I've had free subways from having a sub card, not like oh, back you? in the day, not recently. When so you're not to... a submarine commander then? <laughs> when it used to go to subways more. And then it's like, well, if I'm going to get one free and I've been buying them anyway, but then there's a part of me thinks, well, maybe I wouldn't be going to subway as often if I didn't have the card. Like, I don't think I choose to go there because I've got the card, but maybe subconsciously you do. Mm. And But then also the word loyalty shouldn't refer to companies. No, and I don't like it. But the thing is, it's capitalism and yeah. it's making money. And we've decided, having having read through all that Russian history, that probably capitalism is the least worst system. Yeah, well, it's like um, Winston Churchill said, um, democracy is the worst kind of government apart from all the others. Well, as you've raised pride, uh, I thought we'd talk a a little bit about this debate going on as far as the education system goes with how much information about LGBT ought to be uh, shared with uh, with young children, very young children, Mm -hmm. between the ages of three and uh, and seven. Yeah. Uh, And you've been uh, with your theatre group. You did something called, was it Rainbow Stories? A Rainbow of Stories. A Rainbow of Stories. So tell me about... So it was at the the Leeds Library Commission this um like youth theatre ensemble were like aged 18 to 21 or whatever and we're in like little theatre companies within the group and we made pieces of work based on children's books that were about lgbt stories um obviously that changed them quite a lot but based kind of on those yeah and then so it's basically a princess marrying another princess that was my story so yeah so it was like a little girl who was reading books and she was sick of seeing the prince princess marry the prince and then eventually in the end she like rewrites the story so it's a princess marrying another princess and that's essentially and who came to see this was kids kids kids. like three to seven year old kids was what it was marketed for and their parents. And some of the other the, the other plays were like there gay, was one about um, introducing Teddy, and that was about a teddy bear that wanted to be called Tilly instead of Thomas. And then the other one was called Rabbitiness, which was more just generally about a rabbit who's different and doesn't fit in with the other rabbits. Hmm. Yeah. So, what's your feeling about doing this in schools? Because I think the government. I think it's great and with theatre and film and stuff, and this is not just for children but for everyone. I think it's important that. LGBT characters are not always within LGBT stories. So Moonlight was about being gay, but I think there should be gay characters in things where the story is not about being gay. But presumably equality would only happen when there's a gay character and there's not even any mention of the character being no, gay. No, it would and just it be... It wouldn't be a gay character, so you wouldn't know it was a gay character. Well, no, That's you would what... if they had relationships. So, so Friends, for instance, if Ross was gay, the the story wouldn't be about him coming out or him... You know, there's like loads and loads of films, a bit of a trend for it at the moment, about gay conversion therapy, which is obviously important and those stories should be told. Well, there's a, there's a guy in a school in Birmingham, apparently a very good head teacher who is up for that 
big prize that they give you a million pound prize for the best teacher in the world. But he's in all sorts of trouble with the uh, religious community because Mm. 99% of the uh, pupils in his school are Muslim. And, that is a big percentage that is a for, big for any religion, isn't it? Yeah, 99% of pupils are Muslim. And there have been weeks of protests by parents calling for the school to stop teaching children, quotes, how to be gay. Oh, uh, my and, God. And demanding that he's <clears throat> that he's sacked. And I just wonder why, you, you know, given that 99% of the pupils are Muslim... Um, I don't think it should make any difference. After a difficult meeting, it says here, uh, between parents and senior management uh, on Friday, these are the parents of the kids in the school, small groups of parents will be invited to the school to discuss the programme. But I don't see that that's a, a circle that can be squared. I don't see how you can actually satisfy parents who you know who are have this very deep faith which part of which says that you don't teach about uh, lgbt do you think it's wrong that they're teaching in it when the schools are predominantly muslim yeah i think it probably i think it probably is i I think then aren't we just teaching kids to be well it's not at the end of the day you know the, the key the key influence is going to be home and the second influence is going to be school. So I don't see how the school should supersede what happens in the home. If you know, However stupid you or I might think it is, you know, whatever the religion is, if people have a deep faith in it, that's... I think uh, that, the kids that, will can no, decide the later should, on in life. That's the whole point. No, but I don't think they would if they're not... Like, you have to be given it in childhood, in early education, because if not, you don't... You, I think you're wrong. Fun. I think that by the time these kids are like 15 or 16, they can make their own minds up. Uh, I don't see that no, it's I don't the think school's that, role. I, that, so what if also, though, I think it is important that if that one of those kids is gay, um, and obviously I don't really think you can know that when you're three to seven years old, but if they are and you give them an early childhood grounding of saying that these things are okay, then when you grow up and you get to 16 and you have all this home life and you might feel... You know, you wouldn't feel like you could be comfortable in coming out, then you've Well, the key you've, thing is, what, what, got, is what is the role know. of school? Is the role of school to be, like, social engineering, or is the role of school to be simply teaching? You know, teaching... I mean, yeah, this is a very, very good the, school. The uh, teaching is very good. And the thought that a school can be completely unbiased when teaching is just ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're gonna have, there's going to have to be some kind what, of... What did you get? I mean, you went to a Catholic high school. What, I didn't get... Was there Anything. no sex education? No, none at high school, because they don't have to do it. They don't have to teach it as a Catholic school. Um, and then at primary school, we learn a bit... So you started with having, like, plants, and you'd learn about plants in year, like, four or something. In year so five, you learn about, like, fish. Of reproduction and things. Yeah, and then in year six, you learn about, like, you'd have, like, a little booklet with a man and a woman, and then you'd learn about, like, you'd see them, like, move into a house, just stupid stuff. <laughs> and then about the eggs and fallopian tubes and mm. stuff but never about relationships or anything i didn't but have any of that at high school at didn't all. have a single thing oh, Not, right. we learned about a bit about relationships in re kind of but only within because so we learned about um contraception but mm. only because um you have to know what the catholic church church's doctrine is right. on contraception and but i also think that there's it's really important to teach maybe not kids when they're so young but like at high schools i think they should it should be sex and relationships because i think that teaching about sex is important but teach about relationships and what healthy relationships look like and what is manipulative and what is consent mm. and what's not is even more important 
we'll take a break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A short break. Should we have some music? Yeah, okay then. Should we start with yours? Uh, yeah, if you want. Uh, and it's somebody called Oscar Jerome. Oscar Jerome. Let's have a listen. Yeah, there's something hard, there's something, yeah, there's something that you stole from me. But what you stole from me, give up what you stole from me. I can't understand this great. How the selfish have the power. How the rest, how the rest was planned to see. For the trees must grow for this concrete river to flow. Yeah. We just stand up and say no. We just stand up and say no. Well, that's, to me, that is smooth jazz. That well, no, it is quite jazzy. It's, it's very jazzy. Ju- almost, it's got an influence of hip-hop, but it's pretty mm. jazz. He's performed at events that are like jazz nights and stuff, like jazz Yeah, you, well, you can tell. Yeah. He's Oscar Jerome, and the song is called... Give Back What You Stole From Me. Give Back What You yeah, Stole so From Me. Yeah, so he is one of the, like, UK jazz artists. People like Barney Artist and Jordan Rakai and stuff, he's, like, hip-hop with, like, a jazz influence. Mm. But then this guy's, like, fully jazz, pretty much, and he's, yeah, like, one of the, jazz. like, UK jazz scene people, and he's from South London. Is he? Well, I could get mm-hmm. on board with that because I used to play that stuff when I was on Jazz FM. It's not a million miles different no, from the stuff No, it's I just a little uh, more I like I've it. got some... Yeah, well, no, I'm not saying I don't like it, uh, but it just it surprised me, put it that way. It didn't seem very revolutionary. Um, no, it's not, but sometimes it's good for, like, having on the background if you're doing stuff as well. Okay, uh, this is Long Tall Sally by Little Richard. Gonna tell Aunt Mary about Uncle John. He claimed he has a music, but he's having a lot of fun, oh baby. Yeah, baby. Woo, baby. Having me some fun tonight. Yeah. Well, Long Tall Sally, she's a beautiful piece of guy. Everything that Uncle John needs, oh baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, you'll have heard that on Saturday. Yeah. I know movies, this one. Movie yeah. soundtracks. But you probably didn't know you do Little that, Richard. You do this dance. Yeah, you'll have heard it in, uh, probably was in Dirty Dancing and movies like that. I don't know. Anyways, else. it's classic, classic rock and roll by. Where did the roll go? 
Uh, yeah, they, they killed the role in the middle of the night. It just became rock. But in those days, it was rock and roll. Uh, Little Richard, his real name, Richard Wayne Pennyman, uh, born 1932, still with us uh, at the wow. age of uh, 80. Having lived a fairly... Uh, it's interesting, you know, some of these guys who, you know, blues artists and live on, they're a heck of a good advertisement for uh, drinking drugs oh, yeah. and generally carousing. But he's the sort of guy that should be on at uh, Pride. He's a sort of, because he was flamboyant. Oh, is he the, gay? Oh, very, very gay. Oh, I didn't know but, that. But he was, he had relationships with females as well, but he wasn't bisexual. He was mainly gay. And well, no, he, he would still with... be bisexual, even if you usually go for people from All right, people well, of the read... same sex. Dad, have you not seen the Kinsey scale? Let me read you this then. And you can tell me where he's, where he's on the Kinsey scale. Pennyman first got involved in voyeurism in his early 20s when a female friend would drive him around and pick up men who would allow him to watch them have sex in the back seat of cars. Pennyman's activity caught the attention of Macon police, and that's Macon, Georgia. Um, I went to Macon, Georgia. Oh, there was you? a statue of Otis Redding there. Also, the Allman brothers come from uh, Macon, Georgia. Anyway, um, Pennyman's activity caught the attention of Macon police. He was arrested after a gas station attendant in Macon reported sexual activity in a car. Pennyman was occupying with a heterosexual couple. And this that was just one in, That was an incident in 1955 when he spent a, a certain time. But there were lots of other strange... There was lots of behaviour that's away from the norm, but I think ultimately he was gay. But um, very influential musically. Hugely, hugely inf- influential. An influential figure in popular music and culture for seven decades, Wikipedia says. Um, his most celebrated work dates from the mid-50s, as that did. And Long Tall Sally, you'll know, was uh, recorded by the Beatles on one of their first uh, EPs. They were mm-hmm. very influenced by Little Richard. Now, here's something I've sort of picked up from from you. And uh, I read I read a review of a book called uh, Invisible Women, Exposing Data Bias in a World Designed for Men. That's what um, I always say, a world designed for men. Yes, well, you, and, and it turns out you're absolutely right. The Turns out, as if we needed a study to be done. <laughs> well, it's a book that's uh, written I'm by, kidding, I don't always think I'm right. It's a, written, it's a book that's been written by somebody called Caroline Criado-Perez. And she's the woman who campaigned to get Jane Austen onto uh, British banknotes. Yes, I've heard of it. I've heard of this book, actually. Have you heard of the book, yeah. Invisible Women? Only because I've, I've heard of her for the Jane Austen thing. I'll, I'll read you the first bit, because mm-hmm. this is quite interesting. Uh, you'd be able to tell if your mother or what, your wife or your sister was having a heart attack, wouldn't you? They'd have chest and left arm pains, maybe clutch their breast, except... They wouldn't. None of that would happen. These are male symptoms of a, of a heart attack, uh, what she calls a Hollywood heart attack. So when somebody has a heart attack in a movie, yeah, 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 yeah. it's that sort of thing. But she says women, by comparison, tend to experience stomach pain, breathlessness, nausea and fatigue. No way. Oh, my yes. gosh, that's madness. That's why they are up oh to 60% more likely to be misdiagnosed, which can lead to a preventable death. That's because the whole concept to the heart attack was yeah. designed by men for you know for male yeah. orientated movies, which which is interesting. And there are all she cites all sorts of other things that are a design uh, mm. for men. For instance, uh, Viagra, which of course is a male drug, but it was initially it's called sildenafil citrate is the actual 
chemical name of it and it was initially being tested as a heart medication but then the, the well-known properties to aid men were discovered hallelujah said big farmer and uh, research ceased because obviously highly marketable in subsequent tests the same drug was found to offer total relief for serious period pain mm. over four hours yeah this but this didn't impress the review panel who decided that it was just a, a drug for uh, for that purpose i would normally not have read about this Except you sort of switched me on to the fact there's a lot of stuff you don't you there's don't. There's a lot of just small stuff. So like yeah. obviously there's major problems and there's major things that like feminism is for and like female genital mutilation and stuff that's really terrible. But there's a lot of stuff in the world that is just terrible for women because the world was built by men for men and that is the world we live in. And then it frustrates me when people say that because we've got a female prime minister oh women must be equal but there's a lot of small things oh like you can even look at the birth control pill Mm. um there's barely been done there's barely been any research into it um because it serves men that's one of the main reasons i'm not saying that's the only reason but there's barely been any research into it because it's a good thing for men that women take the birth control pill and it's like really dangerous to be on it for a prolonged period of time. I think but it's women quite well still known, do it. That's and so that's just coming out, out now. No, but there's still not, not. It is a bit. It's been known for a long time. So, but, I would say so for, why, for at least thirty years, it has been known that to take it for a long period of yeah. time, it can be dangerous. But, that's um, been known. For yeah. Years. So that's sorry. What I meant was only now are women starting to be really, really outraged about it. And a lot of women are saying, "I'm not going to put hormones into my body anymore because it's." Bad for, I think the outrage might, the outrage might and, be new, but the actual knowledge. No, the actual isn't knowledge new. is it. So, but if something came out that was like men are poisoning themselves on purpose, people would not go on it anymore, or at least not for prolonged periods of time. No, if it was about men, I think. So it, but women will actively poison themselves. Well, they're not actively poisoning In themselves. In a way, there are lots of women. I might be okay. I think I'm exaggerating. Yes, I think you are very much exaggerating. But it's been proved that it causes blood clots. Yeah, there are all sorts of things. Your aspirins. There are all sorts of things that in excess will cause no not in excess though well over a long period of time that is in excess no over like anything over like four years or something not like ridiculous amounts of time or anything the amount of time that most women stay on it i think you'll find that the birth control pill was quite liberating for, for yeah no it well. was it was yeah. but i mean you've seen enough, surely we can't you've seen surely we've reached mid- a point you've seen enough call the midwives yeah about I, know, I know but surely we've reached a point that women aren't required to potentially put their lives at risk no and i don't to think be liberated. I, absolutely shouldn't and i don't think they would you know i think mm. these women's health issues are really quite well known now. they are I well known but so why are I so many i just there's still not been that much research into the birth control pill especially not for what it does for your mental health either i think there's been lots and lots of research into, into what it does for like blood pill. i don't think there's been that much research into it i don't know the actual figures but i well, that. if you look at medical evidence, you can't. You, you you're never that definite about about side effects of things, especially when it comes to mental health. That could be, you know, yeah, I know because it it's, it's avocados oh, could affect your mental. No, because it's impossible. That? That's why I'm saying that the, there can't be that much research onto what the birth control pill does for your mental health, because so many it's based on so many other factors that so you Precisely. can't get a proper reading on it. But. And that's the trouble with 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 medical information, or you know, with a lot of the information, especially stuff headline stuff that you read in news, mm. newspapers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You could do a survey. 
um, what I said about avocados, right? The the increase recently in people eating avocados. I know people have stopped a bit now because of the woke people don't like you know avocados are quite cost, they're terrible they're quite for the environment. Cost, they're yeah. quite costly for the environment. But let's go back two years when every hipster cafe was serving avocados on toast, and everybody every hipster was eating avocado on toast, right? Yeah. So you could do some research saying right the consumption of avocados has gone up 92% and then you do some more research and find out you know why are people so depressed why is there so much depression these days why are there so many mental yeah. health problems and say that's gone up 92% therefore avocados no, lead to depression and mental health problems yeah but you I still do don't think there's been enough research into the birth control pill You have got me interested, though, in uh, reading about feminism and uh, feminist columns. I'm reading them all the time now. And thank you for that. This is one with... It's an interview with the author and the founder of Everyday Sexism. She was interviewed by somebody called Decca Aitkenhead, who's a very, very good uh, good interviewer, works in the uh, on the Sunday Times. And she says there's a subgenre of sexism... Uh, that uh, this woman, Laura Bates, encounters again and again when she visits schools to talk to teenagers. Um, so she's talking, you know, she's everyday sex and she yeah. gives talks to teenagers, which is excellent. Uh, it makes no difference if the school is private or state co-ed or single sex in the South or the North, everywhere she, uh, everywhere she goes. She says, boys say the same things. And I didn't really think boys said these things. And you'll have to tell me if you've heard any boys say any of these things. Mm -hmm. Rape is a compliment, really, they tell her. It's not rape if she enjoys it. It's normal for girls to cry during sex. These are all in quotes here. A girl has has to have sex with you if you're her boyfriend. And why does Bates even bother talking about consent and assault, they demand, when everyone knows so many women lie about it? Now, I'm just... There's, that, there's a definite does, trend does that, of boys thinking that sex is, um, that girls lie about being raped. That's, really? That, oh, 100, 110%. And I think that this is a certain type of boy as well. And I don't think everybody would say that. And especially, so the one about, like, a girl has to have sex with you if you're her boyfriend. That's a very particular type of boy. And, right. and you can, I don't think loads of people would say that. Can you steer clear the of second those sort one, of boys? Though, Yeah, but the second one, what was that one? It's not rape if she enjoys it. I think that people say that. Do they really? Yeah, maybe as a jerk, but I think that usually if you say something as a jerk... You think it? See, I thought all these attitudes had moved on a bit. I mean, that sort of thing would have been said when Not I was loads. at school. I just think that there's always going to be... Um, so, like, there was a backlash against feminism in the 1980s when people became really, like, traditional and re- in their Christian values and stuff. And I think that because women are starting... Not just women, but men as well, are starting to stand up for sexual assault and there's been the whole Me Too movement. There's always going to be a backlash against whatever it is. So I think it's probably that a bit... I don't know, and it may be a thing of, like, subconsciously men feel a tide changing in power balances. Mm. But I think what is, again... Do you think it's because of pornography? Do you think a lot of... Because the one thing that's different now than from when I was at school is the availability of online porn. Yeah, Catelyn Moran called it, like, a world of rampant online pornography or something. So would you say most of the boys that you encounter at school will be watching pornography? Oh, my God, yeah, of course. From the age of, like, 13 or 12, 13, 14-ish. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and... and, and, What about the girls? The girls watch pornography. No. Well, at least they don't talk about it. Yeah. 
Not really. Because also, though, I think porn is made for men and it gives men unrealistic mm. standards of what women for what women look like. But sure, then that's yeah. the same thing with models and stuff. Like, if boys are always looking at models and then they call girls fat, like, no wonder that girls have such body yeah. dysmorphia problems. Yes, yeah, so I think models and catwalk, you know, if you're talking about catwalk mm-hmm. models, I think it's mostly women that look women at Women look at other women, yeah. But there is a pressure of, like, men look at women less like um, less like fashion models, but more like um, glamour, girls glamour like Megan like Fox. Yeah, glamour, like... Um, Although page um, three itself doesn't exist anymore. But so. have you seen the actual page three of The Sun? Because it's pretty much the same thing. It's, like, how have they managed to get away with that? Well, they're slightly covered, aren't they? They're yeah, they're just, like, on their back or something. <laughs> but yeah, what I think right. is right. that... I'm going to do a little test with you now, uh, Ruth, to see how stupid you are. There's a book out called uh, The Intelligence Trap, uh, Why Smart People Do Stupid Things uh, and How to Make Wiser Decisions. So basically, mm-hmm. even though you're smart and you've got a lot of what the uh, what country music stars in America used to call book learning, you've got a lot of book learning in you. you Me? Yeah, you've got a lot of book learning in you, but you may be stupid, uh, <laughs> despite having all that book learning. So, let me ask you these questions. It's a book oh, called The Intelligence know. Trap, and they have a little, I'll ask you a few selected <laughs> ones. Uh, the wind blows west, right? Yeah. The wind blows west. An electric train runs east. In which direction does the smoke from the locomotive blow? There's no smoke because it's an electric train. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Have you been asked that before? Uh, you, you I don't think so. I think that... I, I'm, but I was looking out for... You're looking out for traps, yeah. I love questions like this. Though. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, here's another one then. Uh, if you were running a race and you passed the person in second place, what place would you be in now? Second. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This, uh, this is distressing, as I thought you might have <laughs> um, If you have only one I've match... I've heard that one before. Have you? <laughs> if you have only one match and you walk into a dark room where there's an oil lamp, a newspaper and wood... Which thing would you like first? Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Can we repeat the question? Yeah. If you have only one match and you walk into a dark room where there's an oil lamp, a newspaper and wood, which thing would you like first? Do I have something to light the match with? I think you've got the answer. The answer is the match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I would like the match. I wouldn't like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you, you did actually better than your sister, who is the sports correspondent of Sky News, who, when I said that, immediately said, oh, the oil lamp. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Uh, a farmer had 15 sheep, and all but eight died. How many are left? Wait, the farmer had 15 sheep, and all, and all but eight. Oh, eight. Yeah. That one, was, that one was not that bad. That was uh, Emily's father has three daughters. The first two are named April and May, What's the third? This is one of those ones they do all the time, Emily. Too easy. Well, there's only more. Well, there are, but I've not. Yeah, go on. I've not got the book. No, I haven't got them here. I haven't got them here. Do you want me to do you a riddle? No, I don't. No, no, I'm terrible at that sort of thing. No, no, it's a good riddle. I am for whom this book is made. The intelligence trap. Smart people do stupid things. Ah, it's because I'm I'm not that smart. I'm the king of doing (laughs) stupid things. I can't believe you don't want my riddle. Oh, go on then. Yeah. Okay, so 
this is just a riddle. This is not one of those like one word things. Mm. So you walk into a room and there's three doors. No, there's two doors and two <laughs> men in front of the doors. Right. One, so a, have I gone into the room yet? You, yeah. You, so you're in a room. I'm in a room. You're in a room. It's just like a black box. You're in the room. Mm. There's no, uh, and there's two men in there. Mm. Or women, whatever. Two men and two doors behind them. Mm. And they both are like guarding one of the doors. And one of the doors leads to instant death. And the other door leads to the outside world and your life and everything else. Now, you've got one of the men always tells the truth and the other men always lies. You've got one question to ask them to find out which door you should walk through, but you've only got one question. I've heard this so before. Which would, what would you ask? You ask one bloke. If You've I only was, got one question. Yeah, but you say to the, the one guy, you say, mm-hmm. if I was to ask the other guy if that's the door to go through, what would he say? Something, something like, like that, that is something yeah. like that. What, yeah. well, what's the correct um, answer? What door would the other man tell me to walk through? Right. And then you pick the opposite door. And you pick the opposite door. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't remember. I would ask the... I'd remember the question, right, that's the right question, then go through the wrong door. But that's because I have no sense of direction whatsoever. I will always leave a building... Left, and, and then walk, you'd just walk out the road. It's true. I always go the wrong way. You do do that. Now, I gather we have no Kardashian news this week. No, um, just that. Trist, you know the whole Chloe, Tristan, Jordan yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah, Yeah, so Chloe Kardashian has unfollowed Jordan on Instagram, but she mm. has not yet unfollowed Tristan. I did That's get a, a tweet from somebody saying, um, could you keep it light this week? Uh, I'm still broken up over the uh, Chloe uh, side. <laughs> so we've got... Oh, do we get a couple of other uh, emails? If you do want to email us... Uh, there is there is an address, isn't there, Ruth? There is. It's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. And while you're on your computer, maybe check out the Spotify playlist. That was smooth, that wasn't it? Very smooth. Very um, smooth. You can either type Ruthie, me and my dad, or Martin and Ruth, and either will get you through to the playlist. Mm. I've got an interesting uh, email from James Blacklock. I'm indebted to you, Ruth, because I found what, what's happened is people have been listening... For what reason? For, I'll say what reason. People have been listening to the podcast, and because they hear me on the podcast, and occasionally I mention talk radio when I do the prime time overnight show <laughs> at the weekend. 1 till 5am. Yeah, 1 till 5am. Uh, people have tuned in to talk radio after listening to the podcast. Mm. Uh, so, Because uh, it's my ambition to get into double figures by the end of the year. Uh, and we've got another one here, James Blacklock. Um, he said he's, he's just bought a DAB radio and he heard me on, on because i got a DAB radio was able to listen to talk radio and uh, he exclaimed blimey Martin Kellner is he still with us uh, <laughs> and he said you on you were exchanging you're so- like him Betty White how is she still alive? Yeah, who knows? Um, but basically, what what it was was I played clips of this podcast on the on the show on uh, Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. So the, the lucky people who are listening to me on Talk Radio and this can hear it twice. Wow! Um, he says you were exchanging observations with, with what sounded like a teenage girl. Her perky northern accent and apparent ease in your company quickly had me leaping to that's all an illusion. Had me leaping to the conclusion that she was almost certainly your youngest daughter. And and the point about Indeed. it is, he, the last time he heard you, 
the last time he heard you, you were four years old on my late night show. He said... Uh, <laughs> Completely la- inappropriately. Yeah, he said, the last time I heard you chatting with Ruthie, produced one of my all-time top ten best live radio moments. If I recall correctly, it was late on New Year's Eve. Rather than attend some wild party, my girlfriend at the time preferred the pleasure of a late night champagne supper in our flat, in her flat, uh, with your show providing the soundtracks that were listened to us. On New Year's Eve, your wow. wife and two of your daughters had apparently been out for a meal and called in at the studio on the way home. Um, but it was only your youngest who made a live on-air contribution to the show. I think she was four years old. And apparently, um, I don't remember this, but he says that you were told you had to go home. You'd, you'd done some uh, broadcasting and then told uh, that you had to go home by your mum that you were all going home this New Year's Eve. And you um, you started crying. Crying, he says. I, oh. I don't think you would have done that. But he says, um, I loved it. Anyway, he says he's going to tune into the show uh, again. Yeah, I always meet people and they're expecting me to be seven, maybe. Yeah. Well, people do think, yeah, people yeah. remember you from when you did do. People always think that they age and no one around them ages, which mm. is funny. That is funny. Uh, Andrew Mannion. Funny, uh, weird, not funny, haha. Mm, yes. Uh, Andrew, anyway, he's going to listen again, so bless him. That's James in Cheshire. Uh, Andrew Mannion says, I agree with Ruth's point regarding the onslaught of propaganda on social media uh, not just relating to politics though, we were talking about politics I think, and Brexit possibly last mm. week he says but virtually any topic you care to name people are immersing themselves with information and viewpoints which solely reinforce their view yeah that's the problem yeah, he says on virtually anything, breastfeeding, veganism because mm. uh, you just marketed the things that you already believe in so yeah. you just keep hearing the same things and you never open up to any other no. points of view which is sad yeah and he says pineapple on pizza people <laughs> have a view on that um pineapple on pizza what's your view pineapple you used, does go to, on pizza yeah you used to like that didn't i you? really like it but yeah. i don't eat ham so i have to ask for just pineapple which feels weird so ruth have you got a meme of the week for us i do so um me being kidnapped me will i need my toothbrush kidnapper shut up me i assume that means you're providing the toothbrush that's very good that's yeah very good. it's funny uh, quite look, funny yes it's good of. though because you start with a jerk and I end with a jerk it is good bookended very much bookended by uh, two jokes mm-hmm. if you do want to get in touch with us it's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com that's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com and the Spotify playlist you can either type in Martin and Ruth or Ruthie me and my dad and either one of those will get you to the playlist with this week's songs and all the others and thank you ever so much for listening Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.